Hey everyone, today is Wednesday, the 13th of August, 2021. This is The Gap, episode 578. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gore is here. Job, what's back. Up? He's back. I'm back, baby. Uh, Look at Sherlock Baz. Nailed yeah. it. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. <laughs> Hilarious. I didn't even think he... I didn't think he gave it away all that much. Uh, well, I didn't. No, but as soon as he asked that question, I think I did. But uh, I also did as well. I said I was yeah. coming back. Yeah, I just didn't know when, which was the truth. But I, I think didn't like when. you were like you didn't give it away quite. I was like, holy shit! Like Pat's got it. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, the gap being broadcast. Oh no. Uh, well, I don't know. Recorded hmm. from one continent again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We're back to this this stuff. Back to recording at nighttime. You know what? You know what? Yep. I'm going to have a drink. Don't do it. Don't have do it. Drink. Oh, no, he's doing it. No, he's got the shelf. He's got uh, a lot going on behind. What I want to ask is, and mm-hmm. it's an important question, what did you do to your hand? Ah, oh, I got this. Th- I got this knife that we bought in Japan that we call oh, the God. scary knife. Yeah, and yeah, uh, how scary is it on a scale of eight to ten? <laughs> it is existentially terrifying. It is yeah. a nightmare. Um, so I was washing it, and uh, you weren't even using it really. No, it was just laying around. I, I, I had it. I had it, and I was just like washing it. Yeah. And uh, it slipped and just barely, like, nicked the yeah. top, mm-hmm. uh, like, of my middle finger knuckle. And the cut that it produced was Shit. so fucking deep that I was immediately like, ah, fuck, I fucked up. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I think this one needs like stitches not like a hospital and it, like it's not like the fingertip went off or anything like that mm. but it was it is a fucking deep cut but also like all of this it's like time stopped right just fucking crashed to a stop and uh all of this went through my brain all in that one moment i'm like no if it is a stitches it's just gonna be one stitch there's no fucking point in that i'll just keep it held together all right because the the lucky thing is being on the knuckle is that I can actually keep it closed by keeping my finger slightly more than like slightly st- straighter, like 190 mm-hmm. degrees instead of 180 degrees, and so it's it's actually staying closed that way. Uh, but it it was such a fucking deep cut, uh, and yeah, there was a fuck ton of blood, like yeah. instantly. And now anytime the finger bends at all. Uh, it you can feel it tearing back open again and it's pretty fucking rough yeah uh all right <clears throat> yeah so i fucked that's, up uh, yeah that's why i've i've got blunt knives because <laughs> there's <laughs> that there's the there's a saying that you hear all the time you know um there's uh a blunt knife is more dangerous than a, a sharp knife those people have never used a really sharp knife <laughs> 
<laughs> in my opinion, that is out of control. No fucking way. I guess it's because, you know, you got to fucking force the blunt knife more and there's more work and more opportunities for you to actually hurt yourself. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I suppose if you're paying a lot of attention, there's very little chance that a very sharp knife can hurt you. But right. literally all it takes is a single fucking microsecond of lapsed attention and yeah. a very sharp knife will fuck you up. Look, I don't need that. I'm I'm not a, a sushi chef or anything, so I'm good. <laughs> I can just have a shit knife and if I go with that, I'm fine. Yeah. You cut a little bit of fat off and that's it. Done. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't even cut the fat off. Uh, but no, uh, like, like chicken or something like that. Like if no. there's a bit of... Ch- no? It's no. all on there? No. All okay. fat all the time. Hey, this is something we're gonna have to get used to. the The uh, delay is is sort of gone, right? It's it, there's a little bit, but not not like before. Our witty was, repartee is going I'd to be say something weird. Yeah. And ten minutes later, you'd be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, funny. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Good one, Luke. Another ripping yarn. Hey, uh, before we start talking about uh, video games, can I talk mm. about something that is technological, but not technically sure. a video game? I bought yeah. an e-bike. Okay, like yep. a Pelotron. Pelotron? Pelotron? What do they call it? Not not a Peloton, I think that is. The, Peloton. The fucking, sh- the, I don't know, what would you call yeah. it? Exercise bike with the TV screen. Yeah. Uh, not that, no. Uh, no, a, a regular bike with a fucking motor attached to the back wheel. Oh, so it's a motorbike. It is not. It is an e-bike. Um it's, it came uh, able to do about 25 kilometers an hour. I've already uh, searched the internet. You've hacked I've it. H- hacked it. I've hacked it. Uh, so I can do about 40. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> is that legal? I can do about 40. Uh, and for the purposes of this conversation, Luke, I would only ever do such a thing on private property and mm. off-road. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it is the most phenomenal shit I've ever, like, so I've owned a couple of bikes over the course of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the one, famous bike that you put together half farcedly and it just broke on you. Uh, yes, yep, that one. Yep. Yep. One of them folded in half on me. Um, it was a folding bike. It just wasn't supposed to fold while I was riding it. Yeah. Uh, then the other one I put together, and then uh, immediately, immediately got a flat, uh, and so I called in like a you know bike doctor van, and the guy came yep. over and uh, came to check it out. Repa- like replaced because I thought something was wrong with the with the wheel because it was like mm. literally the first ride I got a flat, and he picks it up. He, there's a big fucking screw in the tire, and he's like, "Yeah, this is probably the problem." I'm like. I'd only ridden fucking once. And he's like, yeah, that's that's it, right? You know, one in a thousand chance doesn't mean it's not going to happen on your fucking first time. And then he, uh, then he like, goes over the rest of the bike, puts the, the new tire on, pumps it up, fucking goes for a ride, and he, the brakes don't work because I never connected them. Um, the only reason I didn't kill myself on the second bike that I owned and put together myself was because hmm. I, you know popped a tire and was never really going fast enough for it to matter. Uh, and this is my third bike. But uh, I feel like by now I have 
I've I've gotten out ahead of all the potential pitfalls of Job fucking shit up, right? I made sure the brakes were connected. Yep. That was you need to when when this thing is doing like shooting flames out the back of it. Yeah. Fucking fanging. Um yeah, I made sure the brakes were connected. It's a mountain bike style bike. Mm-hmm. So it's got big fat wheels. Uh, which are, you know, more forgiving on, on anything but the most heinous of punctures. Um, yeah. Hey, did you used to, like, it crush, crush uh, like, Coke cans with your mm. wheels and make it sound like a motorbike? Uh, no, crushing Coke cans is so that you could do six skids. You put stuff, yeah. in, you put, like, cards in the spokes to make it sound oh, like okay. a fucking motorbike. And yes. Have you done that? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done it on the new one. No, uh, I like how quiet it is. What is wild about this shit, man? So I bought an MCM Moscow. I should have gone on Moscow Plus first of all, uh, because uh, they're slightly like about two hundred dollars more expensive. But uh, what you get with them, uh, you get like better suspension, uh, front and rear brake cutouts for the motor, and mm-hmm. like a better display system. Uh, and you have the ability to very easily add a throttle. Mine doesn't have a throttle. The version I've got can't. You can't add a throttle. You could add a throttle. <laughs> it's either doing zero or forty. That's it, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, you, the the way it works is it like it's pedal assisting. So as soon as it recognizes that you're pedaling, it'll just fucking start doing shit, which is awesome. Hmm. Um, but it'd be nice to have a throttle because then you could sort of like use the throttle to, then you don't even have to fucking pedal, right? Is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but to add a throttle onto mine, the amount of, I'd have to spend about the price difference between the, the version I've got and the plus. I would have to, it, it would be, would have been pointless. Um, yep. So yeah, I'm not, I'm probably not going to do it, but uh, I do think to myself, eh, I probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, um, yeah, what's amazing about this fucking bike is that it genuinely feels like uh, we watched Upgrade together, right? Yeah, uh, Lee Wan L, um, Logan Marshall Green. That's it. Yep, uh, Costco version of Tom Hardy. Although I feel like he's He's picked roles about as well as Tom Hardy at this rate. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, when like the computer takes over and upgrade and he just starts doing stuff, that's what riding this fucking bike feels like. You'll fucking pedal and it just starts doing fucking 40Ks an hour. And you're like, oh my fucking God, this is fucking amazing. Like I'm, I'm moving my, I, I have to keep pedaling, right? Uh, because it's pedal assisting, but I've got it on the uh, the highest fucking gear, so I'm just spinning the fucking pedals around. It's basically just theater at this point. I'm just pretending like I'm riding a bike. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. It's it's legit like being a cyborg. Like if I had fucking cyborg legs and could jump higher, that's what this would be like. Like I love it. I love it. The yeah. bits. It's fantastic. What's the what's the deal with the brakes? You hack the engine. How do you hack the brakes? Yeah, I didn't. 
Yeah, okay. That seems like a problem. I'm going to die. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely <laughs> going to die on this bike. Um, but, hey, we're all going to go out somewhere. At least you're going fast. At least I'll leave a scuffed up school, a corpse. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's my yeah. story about e-bikes. Uh, they make there you, you feel like a cyborg. Hard <laughs> recommend get an e-bike. I think they're spectacular. Yeah. Um, um, yep. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, I'm in I'm in hotel quarantine at the moment. Right. Um, day three. Three. Day three of hotel quarantine. Yep. Uh, I have a week and a half left in here. Um, interesting flight out of here. We had uh, from San Francisco to LAX. Yep. Um, and then did no, uh, did nobody have to get fucking duct tape to a seat on your flight from San Fran to LAX? No, no, Are San Fran is is quite sensible. Yeah, I, I mean that's like Southwest Airlines or something like that. That's usually who it is. One of those, one of those mobs. <clears throat> no, we had um we had Olympians on our plane going oh. to LAX. Yes. Cool. Um, and so from LAX to Sydney, fifteen people on the plane on a Dreamliner. Right. So we had basically entire rows to ourselves because that thing is supposed. Like I was saying last week. Like those planes are supposed to hold like three hundred and something people. Yep. Um, it was nuts. There, there, there was more, I think, crew on board than there was people. You know, when you go on a plane and like the flight attendants sort of walk around and they ask, like, "Do you need a drink or anything like that?" It was constant. It was like every, like there was like two of them doing laps, and right. One and one of them would ask you if you want a drink, and they'd walk away, and the next one would come through and be like, "Do you need a drink?" And I'm like, "I, I don't need a drink." Um, <clears throat> or like they'd ask you what food you wanted, and like, "Do you want this one or do you want that one?" And you're like, "Oh, I have the other one." And so like, literally, the person behind them has just got it waiting, ready to go. Service yeah. is great. Yeah. <laughs> it's only 15 people the dream. on the plane. There's yeah. no one queuing for the bathrooms. It's just you just get up and go because there's four of them not being used. Um, it's some it's a good time awesome uh yeah getting back into sydney um airport stuff completely unhelpful um in that part yeah because we had so we had like nine pieces of luggage so like six suitcases and three boxes with filled with computer equipment for my wife and i to be able to do stuff while we're in quarantine yeah um but also the six luggage is because of um uh we've got a giant crate a giant uh like shipping container full of our stuff coming from the u.s but that takes that takes time it takes uh a couple of months usually two months but maybe longer because of the pandemic um that's coming by sea and then we have air freight which is also coming but that takes a couple of weeks too so we need to have clothes or like something yeah <laughs> going so you're, you're not going out anywhere you know that right? yeah well we're not even, going even, out anywhere i know that even when you get out you're going nowhere. <laughs> back into lockdown um yeah so they were like there was the two of us and they've got these tiny like i don't know luggage carts that you can put stuff on yeah they had like no interest in helping us they were like we're not allowed we, they had these um these, these massive carts that usually you can get like i've gotten before we had them in san francisco when we loaded up like but they were they didn't want to give it to us at all um 
and so we we're like basically we had three carts full of luggage Jeez. i'm like trying to push one he's like oh, you've got to take him through one at a time and i'm like all right whatever fucking cool um so i'm like pushing them through customs one at a time uh and there's like a guy behind us who's doing exactly the same thing it's one guy who's relocating back to uh, relocating to um melbourne from the u.s and he's got a bunch of stuff and so he's pushing like one cart grabbing the next one look is like normal as hell yeah uh, eventually we get outside like past the airport part and it's just um it's basically just like armed forces like the australian army or uh military uh air force like i guess that's who they're getting in to help with all the pandemic stuff and anyway they're helpful they're extremely helpful they you know grabbed our um carts they were helping us push carts all that sort of stuff we had a police escort from the um the airport back to the hotel where we're going and then they had more um armed forces here helping us with bags and putting them on carts and like bringing they brought all our stuff up to our rooms um there was uh police uh australian federal police here helping with the um like registering getting people into hotels and all that sort of stuff so Shit, yeah they were cool. awesome yeah. very handy airport stuff don't want to fucking bar of you at least that one guy you didn't want to bar us <laughs> um so anyway that was all fun and good we're all my wife and i are set up on a desk that is i don't know not very big maybe two it's like a circle desk maybe three meters wide um yeah. with my my computer she's got her her work stuff because she's just started her new job and um yeah two giant queen-size beds and this is where we're living for the next two weeks uh we got our uh we, we had to get covid tested today which was fun um different to what i've had done in the u.s twice i don't know they like do mouth swabs and things like that as well yeah which is different yeah um do they not do those over in the states no you just get the nose nose lance lance down your nose with a big they used to do the really i don't know if you got the really bad ones they used to do like they would stick that thing in there so it like you'd feel shit um and then they got a my 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 impression was they just got better at the process at the like technique I don't think it was the technique. I was just thinking, I think it was the process of like oh. the the testing got better. So they didn't have to go like right in there and fucking yeah, right. jam things in. But eventually it got to the point where it was just like they'd get the stick and, you know, you'd feel a little bit, but it wasn't too bad. Um, and the one I got a couple of weeks ago was, uh, wasn't that. that. That was basically, so the hold up for us was we, because we started booking these flights we started planning this move um sort of like the end of last year and then really started to ramp things up in about march um and and like trying to get our cats back was like the main thing the hold up because um they were the ones that were really booked out so once we had a date for them to come back that's when we started booking things for us and um i think we started doing that in like april and so um the thing that i was talking about last week was that we even though we had things booked the government had cut the intake in half and so we didn't know whether or not flights would be canceled which is what happened to our cats we found out like uh i don't know when did we record last week like thursday we found out basically monday that their flight had been canceled and so 
they had to scramble to get them new flights. Um, and so that's what we were kind of worried about is whether or not our plane would be canceled. And on top of that, you've got the the 72 hour period before you actually take off to have a COVID test. And if you don't pass that COVID test, then you can't get on the plane. Um, so like, like I said last week, I wasn't lying. I just, we, we didn't know whether or not we were going to be here yep. this week or if we were going to be here next year because the flights were literally booked out. Yeah. Um, and they were also $20,000 one way uh, to Sydney, <laughs> which luckily for us, we, we booked uh, earlier and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't $20,000. There, there were flights going for um, like $6,000 for San Francisco, yeah. which is why we went through LAX because it was cheaper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was insane um so yeah we didn't actually know if we'd make it but luckily we did passed our test despite our best efforts of going to like disneyland and all over the country <laughs> uh, red state and all that sort of stuff yep. um before we left and yeah now we're here and ready to to, to go back inside Locked the house down. for yep. yeah six months which would be fun um no i think i think we'll be fine once once we get out of here and people we know have started being fully vaccinated then we can start um having a good time because uh, should be fine well we still can't visit <laughs> nobody you know you can visit that's the thing well, all right yeah. like yeah they'll change it they'll change it yeah they, 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 they're, they're rolling up on ah fuck <laughs> it just do whatever you want that's their plan <laughs> yeah um, that's my new secret fear is that by going and getting my vaccination I am enabling the government to this is my this is this is one of the more, the more conspiracy dangerous job. conspiracy job conspiracies but i'm enabling the government to reach a point where they just go well fucking enough of you are vaccinated that you can just fucking go and do whatever yeah uh which will my my intention of getting vaccinated was not to accidentally endanger people's lives but uh if that is the case if that's what they do then that will literally be the outcome of my actions which is not not great i don't mm. feel good about that but uh yeah. what what can you do yeah um, um all right so we should uh do some games talk about some games here there's um a few things i haven't had a whole lot of time in between packing up our entire lives and moving back over here but i have had some uh spare time in the last couple of days to quickly play a few things sure one of those games is death's door um which obviously uh kleb talked about a few weeks back we also sort of touched base on it last week when we we had a bit of time to play a little bit of it um yep. i've since finished it um it's took me about seven hours seven and a half hours to get through the entire thing not a super long game um this is the game made by the studio that did uh, uh, something souls, Titan Souls, right? Um, yep, Titan Souls, yes. Uh, and this is sort of like a little bit more of a extension on the uh, Dark Souls sort of Zelda formula, um, where you play like a crow who uh, goes around collecting souls, souls and you level up your character. Um, uh, you're able to do more damage, hit quicker, uh, dodge faster, and uh, do more magic damage. And so that those are the, f the pillars of upgrading your character 
Um, and there are some like items that you kind of pick up along the way that uh, help you navigate the area a little bit further. Sort of these like uh, Metroidvania-esque mechanics. Uh, you know, you get the grapple hook or you get the, the bomb and you can blow up walls and that sort of thing. And so, yeah, had a bit more time to play it over the um, last couple of days. And I, I kind of reiterate what I said last week is that um, I've, I've had fun with it. I don't think it's a complex game. I don't think it's a hard game. Yep. Um, I think that there are some mechanics in there that I uh, I really don't understand why they don't sort of make it a little bit deeper. Um, things like there's a light and a heavy attack and I just mm. never felt the need at all in that game to use a heavy attack. Yep. Um, there's... Like, when you play uh, certain games with those types of, um, you know, alternating between heavy and light attack, there's usually a reason to do that, whether or not it's, like, a type Stun of enemy that is... or, yeah, immunity yeah. or... Uh, They've got a shield and you need a heavy attack to stun yeah, them or yeah, break yeah. the shield. That, like, that is non-existent in this game. It is just purely there to do another alternative attack and you don't... It doesn't give you any... Um, I don't know if it's in the options whether you can turn like a DPS meter but I have no idea what the difference is between a light attack and a heavy attack in the yep. game because as far as I can tell it doesn't tell me it, like in Dark Souls when I've got a heavy attack and a light attack I know the damage because I can see an actual see number the there yep. it tells me or, or like when I hit something it comes up with you know yeah. the damage that I've done whereas in this nothing has a damage bar in the game it's kind of uh their their health is usually indicated in a boss by this like glowing cracks on them yeah like and a, it's a it's a in-universe in-game damage system where you can see them becoming more damaged yeah. as you hit them but it's you very, can't tell it's, it's, it's not like yeah it's not like the a, a crack forms along a line or something that you can mm. trace and, and sort of measure. It's literally just they go into a state where they're, they're cracked and a state where they're flashing red and a state where they're, you know, something else. And, yeah, it's it's not defined enough for you to, to get any actual measurable information out of, you know, doing different attacks. So yeah. why would you do it? And yeah, which is especially what when they take longer and yeah may not be doing all that much extra damage yeah well I, I mean i don't know because anyway i just never felt the need to use that at all and there are some um uh like there's your ranged attack abilities that i don't know i just feel like the wind up on them is too slow and sometimes oh, you i found that so you, annoying you you think you've gotten to the point where you can use it and it hasn't like it hasn't charged up enough and you can't you're, you're like you must be like a, a bee's dick away from actually yeah. being able to do it but there's no again no fucking bar to tell you hmm. and so you do it based on feel and so when you like when you're in a fucking fight you're attempting to get the cadence exactly as it is yeah the timing right and if if yeah if you're like 0 0.959 on the charge up instead of one then you'll miss but it's such a monumental like incomprehensible infinitesimal fucking difference 
that you can't actually make an adjustment without deliberately going way over, which is what you will inevitably do the next time you try to shoot anything. Hmm. Just be like, well, I'm going to fucking hold this one all the fucking way down, aren't I? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I found them, like I found some of those abilities to be useful in, uh, in, in the fights where it's just like minions sort of chasing you around and you want to take some distance but there's specific fights in the game that i feel like it's just not worth using it because the thing you're fighting against attacks too it attacks too quickly and you don't really get a chance to do that wind up and shoot it um or or it's just like it's just not worth it because you can do more damage with the uh you know the hits or comboing uh your light attacks and that sort of stuff so um did you end up finishing it at all no i didn't, didn't go back to no. it no i just I, don't think so. I mean, it. I, I feel like because of the, you know, it's an interesting discussion. We, like, there's no difficulty in the game, right? It's just c- kind of like you play it and that's it. Yeah. Uh, we talked about last week how I felt it was too easy. And I think it teaches you bad habits because the last boss fight, I died a lot. <laughs> and it's right. only because I was doing... I, I was just running up and wailing on this thing because yeah. I'd, I'd spent the entire game just smashing everything I came up against and like just mashing the button and like uh, not really um, we talked about last week how like the tells on enemies like when they swing at you three times and they do it again but the, f- the third time they do it they sort of fake you out and that's when they hit you in Dark Souls whereas in this it's kind of you just just wail on things yep. um, and that's what I was doing in this last boss fight and I kept dying and I was like alright I'm just going to stand back I'm just going to every time this thing attacks and it has it to break I'm just going to jump in and then I'm just going to smash it every time as opposed to I was literally just destroying this thing yep. and I would dodge roll hit it a bunch and then dodge roll and I'd accidentally like time something wrong and get hit um, so yep. once I stopped doing that I just started being like I'll just keep hitting this thing until it um, you know, it does its like cooldown of like oh, I'm resting now and then running and do that. And I just found it found that part too easy. Um, so yeah, like you, you talk about a game, and I think that that game specifically, Death Store, is um, it's maybe it's like it's I wouldn't say it's an easy game, but it is for people that have played those other types of games that it's trying to replicate. Yeah. Um, whereas if it had a harder difficulty we might find it more challenging and and maybe more enjoy, enjoyable to a certain point and i think that comes back to an inter- interesting discussion about like dark souls having no difficulty and what that would do for certain people um even even veterans to the souls series being like all right i've played a bunch of these games i want to have that sort of experience that i had when i played the first dark souls or um even though uh, even though for me every time i play one of those games or from software games i find them harder and harder every time i play them (laughs) because they just they learn so much about it but but just like i don't know you you yes we're finding them harder but also people that aren't familiar with those games they're playing it even on a harder difficulty and so i wonder if yeah maybe these things do need a difficulty slider in there to at least yeah. Um, cater for them because I understand the like that these games are like they're meant to be played hard, uh, but I think like gatekeeping that is a um, it's just a weird nuance that doesn't need to 
exist and and it would just mean that for people that want to have that experience of it being a more difficult game off the bat can do that as well so um yeah yeah uh it's 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 odd as well because it makes you wonder where death store is supposed to fit right like where in the gaming uh library is it supposed to fit it's it's for the people who played zelda growing up right Mm. but would those people not have cut their teeth on harder games by now Right, unless the uh, unless the assumption is that people who played Zelda growing up are at this point what fucking forty ish, uh, which I guess yeah. is fair, uh, forty plus, thirty to forty plus. Yep. Um, maybe the idea, the theory is that all us old cunts are too fucking just like too decrepit to actually put anything together. But yeah, like it, it's so. Then the question is: Is Death Door instead supposed to be a new generation's Zelda, right? Mm-hmm. Which I, th- I think would be a fair punt. But the main appeal, the main audience attracted to it, would be people who have or are, are far beyond yeah that base level of skill. So yeah, I think that's a mistake. Mm. But I, I think it's a good entry point. Like, they've yeah. gone from a isometric pixel art game to this, and I think the art style is great. Um, I really like the aesthetic of it. And and so having them uh, being, like, giving them the option to, to, in a couple of years' time, maybe do something a little bit larger in scope, yeah. um, have a bit more depth to it, I think that's uh, that's appealing to me because I think there's there's something there um you know it feels good uh i think it's got an interesting world and art style to it and um yeah i think that you know there there is more to be had in this uh you know what they're doing they've a really interesting gradual sort of um incline of what they've done in the past to this and then so what they do next i think could be really cool because they've they're obviously very talented so yeah hmm. take titan souls boss, boss rush shit uh challenging boss rush shit hmm. and then combine it with everything else they learned from death store sure do it yeah but yeah uh, um all right let's keep going here unless you got anything else to add about death store nope no all right what else we got seed of life uh yeah seed of life i got sent a code for this and uh figured the least i could do is uh give it a fucking squeeze um yep it is a new game out uh by a team called mad light and uh published by leonardo interactive and uh i don't like it yeah i don't like it very much at all um it is a, uh, I guess, a platforming puzzle game um, from a third-person perspective. It do- I don't think it runs very well. Uh, I couldn't get my fucking uh, frame rate meter up. Uh, I don't know. NVIDIA Shadow Play experience, whatever the fuck, has been dicking me about uh, with my frame rate indicator for the last hmm. couple of weeks uh, or ever since... Ever since 
I think I started playing at Ascent. Maybe it might be like a game bar fucking, I don't know, the Windows game I've bar or something. I've had issues with it fucking, as well. Yeah. With like, you try and get the frame rate up and it just doesn't want to yeah. show. <laughs> I've found that you can, um, if you I change don't... it from um, FPS to... Uh, like performance or something like that. There's a bunch of different options in there that you could actually select. And there's one that shows like a more detailed stat. That's usually when it comes up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's been one trick that's worked for me before, but uh, has stopped working for me most recently. Uh, right. I don't know, man. It's just fucking ugh, annoying. Uh, I do have another tool that I can use, but I didn't really care to hunt it down. I could just tell that it wasn't running as smooth as it should uh yeah. which is surprising because it's not that fucking uh complex a game uh it has moments of looking nice but generally it's not very nice to look at um and yeah it just sort of the puzzles aren't really puzzle like it's it's a it's it's weird right it's like a, it's it's like a kids puzzle game but the aesthetic isn't for ch like doesn't <laughs> appeal to children under any yeah. circumstances it's like it, it's a game that feels like it should be like much brighter colored like with a fucking saturday morning cartoon fucking color palette um and starring a fucking lizard or something Right, like not what it is, which is starring some chick I don't know, don't care about, who sounds like she's voiced by a budget fucking Dora the Explorer voice actor, like mimic. The voice acting in it is bad. Uh, I do not think it's very good. Okay. Um, and yeah, you just do you do these puzzles. Uh, you can brute force both them. You're constantly coming up to these pink barriers that are supposed to block your way, but you can very easily just, if you just jump up the fucking geometry of the levels, the levels aren't like super, uh, they're not specifically crafted. There's lots of little fucking, you know, like in games where you've got like fucking areas where you can, I'll go left instead of right. And when you go left, you'll find a fucking treasure chest or something. In this, it's got areas where you can go left instead of right, but left is like half a meter long. And it's just a fucking... It's just enough for you to turn down it before you realize that it goes literally nowhere and is just a bunch of rocks. Or it might be like a... a it looks like a tunnel and you've got like these areas where everything's really dark um and so you have to use your light ability and you crawl in you crouch walk into the fucking tunnel and the tunnel goes absolutely nowhere and it turns out that like instead of making flat walls they created this world out of like by stacking brick like rocks on top of each other or something i don't mm. know there's something there that i don't fucking understand but it winds up being this uh very um like frustrating level design because you wind up in these situations where you're like what's the fucking point of exploring right yeah. you get a an ability really early oh well the rate at which you get abilities is is very odd but you get a, an ability really early where you can sort of just press up and you can see all of your objectives 
uh, from age. That's away. an ability. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is fucking whack. But uh, yeah, they make these like bright lights in the in the sky, and you can see upgrade nodules and stuff like that. And 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 um, you can also see these platforms that were invisible before. And they actually one cool thing I liked in in the game is is that uh, when you have this ability on those like item those objects exist and so you can actually collide and not collide with mm. these platforms uh based on based on that and so you can like turn it off and fall straight through or you can turn it on you can't jump up and and stuff like that there, i haven't found a puzzle that has much play with that concept yet but uh yeah i i did i i thought that was it was cool that they it didn't exist until I turned the fucking power. Anyway, yeah, you walk around for most of like fucking the first half hour of this game, uh, with no clue. It's it's like a fucking icon in the top right of your fucking screen. It says get to the probe or something. And you mm-hmm. you're just supposed to go to the probe, and you got no fucking idea how to get there. And once you get there, then you get a compass that tells you where to go. Uh or at least where your next objective is and and like what's the fucking plan there you get a sprint that you can't access until it's the last thing you unlock in the first area of the game like why why can't i sprint the rest of the time sprint is bound to your left mouse button by the way and if you're sprinting you can jump further jump is bound to your x and so you have to sprint with left, left mouse button and jump with X, and then you can make these long-distance jumps that you need. And you do actually... There's quite a bit of fucking manual dexterity required uh, to make it through some of these fucking jumping puzzles. Only because at the same time... Like, sp- sprinting uses up your mana. Uh, being able to see the platforms uses up your mana. Uh, you've got to use a regeneration thing to um not die to this darkness that's always swirling around you that uses up your mana and so you wind up under this fucking time like under the clock you're fucking under the fucking hammer to get across these fucking jumping puzzles because you are running out of mana as this shit happens and if the mana runs out the platforms disappear you can no longer sprint and you won't be regenerating health anymore so you are guaranteed to die uh it's not that big a deal the checkpoints are pretty generous but you wind up in this situation where you're like okay so i gotta fucking smash through this shit pop all your fucking abilities and then you careen across these fucking things but you're like you're jumping to a fucking square that is the size of like fucking nothing it's a a tiny fucking platform square uh you're jumping from one of those to the next one and you gotta hold fucking left mouse click in the entire fucking time because if you stop (laughs) you stop sprinting and if you do that in midair you just stop your forward momentum ceases and you drop like a fucking rock so you gotta hold that shit in the whole time you also move a lot faster so you're like slidier on this fucking platform so you've got to be more fucking careful about your moves on this platform like all this kind of shit Hmm. there's your man is drifting drifting away like all this shit's going on and i'm like isn't this a fucking kids game like what would a kid do i suppose they would go and like just 
find all the little mana trees that you can find and then they would be able to like i know that there was like i could have had a bunch more mana but i i tried out this fucking i found this thing that it would allow me to it turns out spend 100 mana permanently 100 of my mana cap to get 10 more health which i would not have done if i had known that was what was going to happen but nothing in this game is explained to you hmm. and yeah like i don't know man like what the fuck who can you rebind it <laughs> no you can't rebind any of the fucking keys yeah i would have like oh, i'd have jump on a first of all because i'm not a fucking psychopath um hang on i'm just getting some dinner because it's dinner time <laughs> yeah no problem <laughs> um yeah uh like i'd have jump on a uh i would put sprint on one of the triggers uh or like L lb probably so i could fucking use it uh without having to fucking hard grip my fucking control pad um like there's there's a lot i would change um is there anything else uh oh skippable cutscenes except for the ones that you can't skip <laughs> oof what the fuck why even bother then motherfuckers like just don't let me skip some of them and not let me skip all of them that just makes me resent the yeah, ones I can't skip least, way more let me get angry all the time <laughs> <laughs> like I could have just quit the game in in minute two if that was what you were going to do you fucking hell um <laughs> They're luring you in with like, oh yeah, I can skip these. That's good, and then yeah. they get you. They fully oh, love me on it. Yeah. Um, it feels like at the end of the day, it feels like a student project that got sort of glammed up, like that they've polished into a like a really good student project, but that they've sort of built out into something that's a little bit more complete and looks uh has shiny graphics and and all that kind of stuff but at the end of the you know got some voice acting by i don't know uh yeah dorka the explorer car <laughs> and uh and yeah like it just doesn't work for me uh, yeah. at all but yeah i don't know i i haven't finished it I struggle to think that I would go back and actually finish it. Yeah. Because I'm just not having a good time. Um, but I'm intrigued to see how much more of it there is. Mm-hmm. So maybe I will continue to play it. It's not like there's fucking much else out. I do have access to one game. I think I can say that I've I've got access to it. Age of Empires 4. Okay. Uh, but I can't talk about the game, so pointless. Uh, how yeah. the fuck am I supposed to give the people content if I'm playing games I can't fucking talk about? Fair enough. Hey, I'm looking at I'm looking at Steam here because mm. I was I was going to try and find this uh, this game which I have, but I'm looking at the new and trending. <clears throat> Uh, a brand new game coming out called Law Mowing Simulator. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking, ah, oh, you know, I'm always interested in these ones. I might I might shoot a message to Heath and see Oh, you know he's, he's already all over that shit. He's already got it. He's already, <laughs> he's already all over it. 
I talked about Lawn Mower Simulator. Yeah. Like uh, a couple of weeks ago, because it was on the Xbox demos list. Yeah. And it was shit then, and it'll be shit now, and you shouldn't get it. It's got mixed reviews, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, but I believe Heat's finished Power Wash Simulator, so he needs something new. It's good. I like Power Wash Simulator. I it's know fun. You do. I know. Um, all right. Let's keep going here. Into the Radius. What is this game? I've never heard of it before. Uh, Into the Radius is VR Stalker. As in okay. the GSC Game World game, not stalking people in VR. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It feels to me, right, more like someone took the Boneworks system and it's crafted it into a actual game. And that's mm. not a diss at Boneworks, more in the sense that, like, Boneworks feels like to, down to the fact that you know you're in a computer trying to reach the core of the computer and it's some meta uh you know fucking super onanistic aruberous looping story shit um it's not like it's a tech demo tech demo yeah exactly as <laughs> yeah, opposed with a bunch to of things you can do <laughs> something a game built on top of it whereas into the sure. radius I don't it's it's early access there's still more to come for it um, but it feels like they're actually building a game into it is it early cool. access yeah it is oh it's beta I don't, it's early access fucking whatever um, yeah it feels like there's an actual game in it uh, I think maybe at the moment there's a little bit too much complexity in the like inventory management type things that are going mm. on like you've got a You've got a backpack that you can cram stuff into, but like it would be much better if more of the shit that you're using would be easier to get a hold of. Uh, like at the moment, you, to put like you've got fucking magazines for your your weapons, and you have to like hold the box on the magazine while it like sort of blip 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 puts bullets into a magazine, which is supposed to like simulate the action of manually filling a fucking mag but like yeah having to do that after you took your backpack off and put the backpack down because you need two hands so you got the thing in one hand and the box in the other you got the magazine in one hand box in the other but you got to take the magazine out of the fucking mm. backpack and all this kind of shit so you wind up like doing all of this stuff sort of while standing at a table so that you don't have to bend all the way down to the ground to pick shit up because you will just sort of drop shit so you can fiddle with all this stuff. Like, there's a lot of fucking, like, just yeah. sort of sorting through all this shit. Like, the, like it sounds like Escape from Tarkov where you're, like, going through bags and, like, emptying magazines. You're, you're getting all the ammo out of the magazine so that, like, you've now got an empty magazine and you can get rid of that magazine but have, like, the ammo ready to go and... Um, but like turning it into a, a VR experience where rather than you just clicking on a button and go like empty magazine, you're now holding yeah. your hand up yeah. between your gun and the mag or the, the magazine and the ammo box and it's doing it for you. Yeah. And because, because you don't have like the, like there's that ability, I guess, uh, in a video game to sort of just like reorganize your backpack doing the fucking backpack Tetris type shit. Um, you don't have that ability here 
because you have to hold your fucking backpack the whole time out in front of you and like you've got to fucking organize all this shit onto a, a table and i just don't find that i i'm sure some people find that fucking enchanting but uh, i do not i do not find that as all endearing and I, I would prefer to just get back to the process of shooting fucking uh anomalies doesn't have like ai enemies either but um well it does have a pretty spooky these spooky fucking uh like zone creatures that sort of walk up at you like they're not fucking smart they don't have complex ai so they remind me of boneworks in that sense as well uh but i don't really need it to have super smart fucking ai uh i think it's fine the way it is and yeah it's just outside of that like it just feels really cool to fucking walk through and you can clean a gun and mm. load up all the ammo and put put the fucking clip in and then fucking ran a tat tat at some shit um and yeah you go accomplish your fucking missions and i find the fucking there's like a scanner thing that you're supposed to use i find that real difficult to use and the map system like I haven't really got my fucking head around that shit yet. There's like a fucking tape recorder in it that you use to fucking play tapes you find. And mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck the point of that is. Like, do I need to hold this fucking map out the whole fucking time while this shit's going? And you can draw on the map so you can work that stuff out. But I think it's single play only. So what the fuck am I going to do? Who am I drawing that for? For myself? <laughs> I'll just fucking yeah. go there. I don't need to fucking draw myself a map. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, how's it maybe look? Is it? I think it looks like real good. I think it's graphically really nice. Like mm. um, in VR, like once you're in the headset, it looks really nice. I don't yeah. know how it looks outside of it. Maybe, maybe a little low res on the texture side of things. Um, but I mean, but once that thing is like three centimeters from your face, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're like, like, this is good looks pretty fucking good yeah exactly um so that works i just think yeah if if you're looking for a fucking vr game that uh like i don't know it does some interesting shit i think it really works for that um yeah yeah and it's in that boneworks vein you know of sort of hardcore attention to detail of what you can and can't do in the vr world um and very keen on enabling you doing that shit, which I think works. Awesome. Yeah. So it's worth cool. a look. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's Into the Radius VR. It's available on, uh, you can check it out on Steam. There you go. What else we got here? Rainbow Six, uh, the extraction update thing, events, mm. which is weird. This This seems like... Somebody didn't tell the team that this game got delayed. Well, I mean, the the game that this is sort of connecting to, right? Do you think it was supposed to be tied in with the launch of Extraction or an open beta or some shit? Containment, right? Um, Yeah, Containment was was due out next month. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's what you do these things for, right? It's a marketing thing. It was to, to drum up hype for the other product like a crossover thing um 
it's it's weird to me why this is out now and not next year my guess is they lock this shit in six months in advance and they can't fucking deviate um they have to have some sort of event they've got like an event schedule that they try to adhere to and this was the event that they had on um Mm. have you played it no no, I jumped in for a couple of rounds. It's kind of fun. I don't think it's all that complex. Um, I would be very disappointed if this was what containment wound up being anything like, but I don't think it is. Well, I know that it isn't, rather. Um, five players are these... Uh, whatever the fuck they're called. Monsters. Five players are monsters. Uh, they've got like 500 health each. Um the other team are rainbow six operators Mm -hmm. the operators go in they destroy by shooting or attacking um these two mini nests and then they kill the the major nest which as far as i can tell is always in the same place it's on consulate um it's always in the like the bottom of the stairwell in that spiral staircase on consulate uh but the two mini nests are in different locations and you can sort of set them up I don't think that they've chosen the best places for those mini nests. Um, Just because it's very easy to fuck yourself by picking the two mini nests that are on the same fucking level when you could have picked the mini nest, one mini nest that's on the second floor and one mini nest that's in the fucking basement. And that would be, if there was a bomb set up like that, it would be the auto pick of every single esports team for all of eternity. And there's two options like that. In, uh, in this mode inexplicably uh, people keep picking the one where both fucking uh, both nests are on the mm. same fucking level like why split the fucking levels holy fuck it's so difficult like one level splits pretty easy to fucking deal with but across two fucking floors oh no no the amount it's especially because the monsters are all melee as soon as they get like as soon as you're in the building the monsters are a huge threat they've got 500 health so you can't easily shoot them down unless you're like five headshots um or four i think it's four headshots it, it doesn't really matter it's not like an important yeah. distinction um but like you because you're not pulling off four headshots well i'm not uh unless it's on fjarin he's on the same team as me um yeah, like, they're able to move really fast. They move, like, three times the, the regular feed. They, uh, speed. They they all have that um, that wall charge where they can bust through a wall, uh, oh, yeah. which is pretty pretty scary when it's occurring near you. Uh, and they see the, through walls? Uh, no. Oh. No. Uh, but they can do it to an operator, close a fuck ton of distance using it and if they connect with the uh the attacker operator they'll knock them to the ground which makes it so that they that operator can't do anything Mm -hmm. they're dead they're they're literally dead like they're lying on the ground waiting to be killed uh which is yeah makes it pretty easy to fucking like 
wrap that shit up, right? Um, so once you're inside, yeah, it's a ve- it's very tense, and and you got to work out where the fucking nests are, destroy them as quickly as possible, and then ideally get back inside, so the uh, back outside on the fucking walls, so that they can't fucking melee you to death. Uh, but if you split it, like if you do both on the same fucking level, you can easily take out the fucking nests uh, with like three people on the fucking windows just covering uh, and then get back outside and go do the other fucking one uh, on the other side. If there's one in the basement, good fucking luck doing that shit and you got to do it real quick because you got to get across three fucking floors to make it happen. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I don't know. Just, it's it's a interesting event but what do you get for it like are they i don't care (laughs) i'm divorced from that that entire economy so i I just don't care about what you get rainbow bucks anymore yeah i guess some (laughs) alpha packs or some shit but yeah yeah i don't want any of it anymore so yeah i think it's a yeah if the idea that containment was spawned out of uh an event that they had which I believe is true, and I think I remember the event. Yeah, it was uh, that Halloween one. Yeah, that Halloween one. I've still got like I actually have skins from that. Um, they wouldn't spawn anything out of this. Like, there's no way you'd you'd see this bro looped into something bigger. So I, I don't know. So it feels a little disappointing from that perspective. But. Yeah, that's why I think it's a marketing thing to be yeah, like, hey. For sure some sort of tie-in thing but the because that game got delayed recently um yeah yeah Yeah, bad timing um so i mean it'll be interesting to see if they turn back around on this and it's like all right because you said it's consulate right now next year in march or february whenever this i don't remember the date of containment but they're like now it's on bank or something like that they've kind of gone in and just um done another one so that would not surprise me at all they jump in and redo this yeah yeah um cool all right let's move on here to something that is i guess a little bit in the same sort of uh i don't know shoebox as we're just talking about back for blood um the the uh left for dead team um who went on to make amazing games such as evolve are back they are um going i guess back to their roots they did evolve right no that yeah. was was that thq i was total they, yeah they did it on a thq yeah um yeah uh so they're back with a uh another left 4 dead-esque game um back for blood which we've talked about in the past um had a lot of fun with it they did a uh an a closed beta weekend um just recently or, or a week, couple of days week you had a chance to jump in and and uh get early access on that um was that the same as what everyone else is playing like did you see anything different or is it pretty much you just got in early so yeah um there it was actually a little bit different it was a, a little bit different in that uh i believe they retuned the balance once the closed beta went to the public Uh, because when I played it the default difficulty which is easy uh, was so fucking piss easy that um, we were like we actually literally got bored before we finished the first campaign 
And then uh, the second difficulty, the third difficulty was literally impossible. We died before we got out of the fucking, like, fucking door. Safe uh, house. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the second difficulty was, like, what I would consider, like, fucking legendary in Halo on Cold. Okay. Like, you're like, holy fuck. I am playing hyper fucking sweaty at the moment. Yeah. I am at full alert trying to make this shit work and there's um, like a there's a, a step in between that they've missed yeah there's there's no there's nothing in between there it's just fucking straight to and then yeah somehow there's a difficulty above that which i believe is tuned towards the card system like once you've got mm. cards and you make your own decks and you're able to sort of work out like roles for players for well coordinated players with all the right like cards and shit would be able to take yep. on that highest difficulty but for uh, players two of them good at games and two of them perhaps one of them playing at PC for the first time ever and uh, another <laughs> just not really in sync with uh, the other two because it was me yep. and Nate and Costa yep. and uh, Steve Farrelly from um, OzGamers yep. and they just didn't really have the same fucking me and nate are a well-oiled machine and they just didn't really fit into they were like a fucking rag in the cogs or some shit just gumming up the works and shit i mix metaphors but i ain't give a fuck um yeah so it just didn't work and we couldn't really fucking put anything together but we couldn't play the lower difficulty because it's too easy it was way too easy it was pointless like literally pointless um you were like we we went through the second last like the when we decided to quit i hadn't sh i hadn't fired my gun in like minutes because i was just running up and i had the fucking melee Max. stab yeah so okay, i was yep. so i was just stabbing shit because i'm like what why the fuck bottle um mm. so they fixed that it sounds like in the yeah um, yeah so they rebuilt that which which is good yeah um they didn't i don't think they perfected it yet to me the middle difficulty right the first difficulty shouldn't exist or it should exist but like i don't know man i have a problem it goes back to what we we're talking about with dark souls having a difficulty slider and all that kind of shit right i think uh that horror games need a base level of fucking complexity to underline the horror elements because if they're too easy, there's nothing scary and and it doesn't actually work, right? And I believe that Dark Souls is a horror game, so I believe it needs at least a base level of difficulty to mm -hmm. work. But uh, Back for Blood is unquestionably a horror game. And, like, how do you have a... A difficulty setting where nothing is any challenge at all it just doesn't make any sense to me yeah uh the second difficulty should be the default and the second difficulty should be tuned in such a way as where one player and three bots could finish it it would be rough but they could you do finish it, it. yeah yeah what happens is instead one player two players well three players rather uh me nate and johnny bravo were all playing together and we had a bot most of the time but occasionally we'd have some rando jump in 
Mm-hmm. And when that happened, it was the biggest fucking setback you could fucking ask for. One time, a rando jumped in, uh, immediately ran over a flock of birds, startling a horde. <laughs> We'd been like crouch walking our way through this fucking shit the whole time. Mm. Ran over a fucking flock of birds, uh, and then shot me in the fucking back. Uh, so I got downed. Um, and, like, what the fuck? What the fuck was the point of that? And they weren't trolling. They were, that was the, their sincere effort. They were just bad. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Bravo got me back up and did not res them. Just let them die. Uh, because, what the fuck? Like, they're a liability. Yeah. Ridiculous. Anyway. So it needs some sort of, uh, I guess, I don't know. I didn't look into it. I didn't play with, with uh, a group of people, like a, mm. a pre-made. Um, so it needs some sort of like lock system in there. I think and, I think that you can have private matches that were just turned yeah. off for the beta. Sure. Um, which makes sense. But it was, yeah, I would definitely lock. I would pref- Like you need to be able to finish it with one bot. You know, you yeah. need, it needs to be something that's possible. And I do think that it would have been possible. Uh, it's just not possible if Brando's dropping in and fucking everything up. Hmm. Um, but even outside of that, I just don't... I don't know, man. It's like they just don't get what made Left 4 Dead special. That's what mm-hmm. it feels like. It's fine. And I was having fun with Nate and Johnny Bravo... And I was having some fun, although I don't like losing, uh, with Costa and Farrelly. But, um, like, that that was fun I was having because I was with fun people. Mm-hmm. Not fun I was having because the game was fun. And I believe that I feel like Left 4 Dead was a game that you could play and have fun with because it was a fun game, not just because you were playing with fun people mm-hmm. and back for blood feels like it's missing that feels like you're just sort of doing these things because that's how a left for dead game should work and this is a left for dead game and blah 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 we played some pvp that was a fucking mess it's built it's like, terrible it's 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 a complete mistake they've yeah. fundamentally misunderstood the concept of fucking Left 4 Dead's PvP. PV- PvP in Left 4 Dead, and I've said this, I believe, in my rev- one of my reviews for Dead by Daylight, but PvP in uh, Left 4 Dead is the same as it is in fucking Dead by Daylight in that the killer, the killer's role is not to fucking go MLG Pro and kill everyone. The killer's role is to enable f- like phenomenal fucking storytelling moments. They are mm. a... Uh, they're an agent of the director there to create something phenomenal. And maybe they do get like all the kills because maybe the fucking players fuck up. Yeah. Like they're hiding, uh, like the boomer is hiding in a corner and he runs out, gets everybody. And then like all of a sudden all the zombies start coming running in. And like, there's something that can really, uh, happen once you do something like that whereas this mode is like a it's like in a, a horde arena mode 
It's that fucking. It's built for esports for some reason. <laughs> doesn't work. Who the fuck would watch this as an esport, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, hyper sweaty, competitive. One team has to sit there and wait for a minute and a half while the other team sets up, uh, which is ugh, tedious. Mm. Uh, and then once they set up, they're set up. You go in, and it's a race to see who can kill them the fastest. And then the the roles are reversed. But if one team doesn't happen to find, we had one round where we couldn't like we'd never found any fucking meds, and so nobody on our team had any fucking meds. And so the first time we got hit by anything, that was it. We would like we were done in fucking 30 seconds. Meanwhile, the other team were getting themselves back up over and over and over again, mostly because the people on my team didn't understand how to fucking target the weakest fucking player, um, which was very aggravating. Uh, So Mm. they would, I would down them uh, and, uh, oh, sorry. That was, that was the game before. I would down them in the game before and then uh, Nate would uh, force the others away and they they managed to get back up because they had stuff and uh the other two players on our team weren't doing enough to actually fucking stop them and so when i'd respawn i'd down them again but they'd get back up again and i couldn't fucking keep them down long enough um for them to fucking die which i also think is a mistake but Somehow they were just over and over and over again getting back up. Um, almost seemed like a bug, to be honest, the amount of times they got back up. It was hmm. very upsetting. Because um, you're only supposed to have like two or three lives depending on the yeah, cards that you've got. I don't, I don't know if that is the same in PvP or not, but I believe it is. They just kept getting back up. And I just yeah. couldn't... I kept, literally kept downing two of them over and over. And they just kept getting back up. Hmm. Um, it was very, very annoying. But like... Yeah, they must have lasted four minutes. And on the same fucking map, we lasted like 30 seconds. We never had any fucking meds. And like, they just they just got two boomers in a row and boomed us into like four corners. Uh, we all took a bunch of damage out of that. And then they just picked us off one by one because they were clearly coordinating well. And that's it. Like, that's how every fucking yeah. one of those games is going to go. What the fuck is the point of it? It needs it's to just, be. It's not the like, mode that I want, right? It's like I want that old school, Left yeah. for Dead campaign PvP. That was so cool. Um, like playing the campaign mode, but having someone like other players be in the game, coordinating and trying to. Uh, that's that's the longevity of that game. Um, I think is more appealing to me than the. Hey, what's 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 you know what's the thing people are into these days all right let's make it like an arena shooter but with like battle royale because there's yep. a circle that moves around yeah. and you've got to be in the circle it just like uh, i just didn't find it fun at all i'm so disappointed that that awful. is the mode they decided to go with and i hope that they pivot once this thing is out like i hope the game does well and they turn around and they're like all right cool here's our roadmap our roadmap involves multiplayer campaign because mm that's cool because there's a lot of interesting like variations on the um on like the different types of uh zombies that you can pick and you can like level them up and and all that sort of stuff like that is cool like if you could bring that into the main campaign i think that'd be interesting but it's like i just don't 
I'm not interested in that that mode they've got where you're all right I'm gonna sit in this corner and I'm just gonna spit on the, the floor no one can see me because I'm hiding and yep. I'm on a roof and this is what I'm doing for the next minute and a half yeah like that's not I don't find that fun no yeah awful no. but uh yeah anyway it's terrible the main campaign how much of that have you played um, I played maybe through half of one of the acts. They're long acts, man. There's there's like nine or ten missions on each one, um, which is interesting. Like the, it's it feels like it's broken up in like a game that was built for the PlayStation Three or something like that. Like we're we're in a um, and I don't know if that's to I just don't know what that why that is there, like it's these really short sort of contained levels as opposed to being like longer levels with checkpoints yeah um, there's, there's like one level that i felt like was felt was appropriately length uh, an appropriate length and that was the um the one that ends with the gravel trap okay <clears throat> where you you start the gravel machine and it sort of lifts it enough so that you can get over that is the only level oh, yeah. that i feel is like about as long as I would like them. Yeah, those all felt too short to me. Yeah, it's yeah. just sort of strange how they're spaced out like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I had fun playing with. Um, I think the it's really hard to gauge the card system and how that works at this point. Like once you start using those um the supply lines and unlocking more cards and being able to create decks and seeing whatever else is taking in with you i think that's where the the game will get a bit more interesting of being like all right well um you know you sort of focus on damage or support cards and this other person will do this stuff and being able to mix and match and like rarities and yeah i don't know like that's what the, the card system is what's really interesting to me and how that'll make the game the main campaign um change in like terms of modifiers and things like that um or even just modifying the campaign like the corruption cards how that changes up yeah how your enemies behave or like the mission has fog everywhere or things like that i think that stuff is really cool the corruption card system tweets so that players get to draw as many corruption cards as they want or you know limit it to some numbers limit it to five or something mm. um and like allow them to keep drawing like hit me like fucking hit me hit me hit me i reckon i can take more so that you get to a point where you're like actually putting the challenge upon yourself yeah. i reckon that'd be a really cool uh mechanic that sort of blends the card concepts and utilizes corruption in a way that I think would be a little bit more interesting than it currently is, which is sort of just a random challenge slash mm-hmm. slight fuck with. Um, yeah. 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 Anyway, um, there is an open beta this week, end of yep. this week for the weekend. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they'll be doing more tweaking and all that sort of stuff in this one. But... Um, you know, I, I've still had fun with what I've played so far and uh, keen to check out more. I just, uh, that PvP has really <laughs> turned me off. I'm never going to play PvP again. Yeah. Ever. I think it's bad. Um, all right, there you go. Back for Blood. Anything else you want to add with that one? I don't think so. No. 
Cool. News time. Do some news quickly. Um, Let's do it. Let's have a look here. We have some news sort of following on from last week. The president of Blizzard, J. Allen Brack, has stepped down after an investigation by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing made allegations of harassment and discrimination within the company. Um, so this is a story we reported on last week as well. Um, and it's sort of blown up since then. This is something we said last week. I think someone needed to take the floor. Who's going to... The fall. Who's going to be? Has to be J. Allen Brack. And... Um, that's who it is. He's he's gone. And it's a good move. Forget the fall, right? That like someone had to be held accountable. Sure. Alan uh, like, Rack isn't high does, enough. Well, he's the highest one at Blizzard. You think it should have been Bobby? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it should have been the Lizard King himself. Um, uh, he has. I shared a I shared an article uh, that sort of just went through Bobby quotes over the years, and he has mm. absolutely fostered a culture at Activision that chases the exact sort of toxicity mm. that Blizzard is is accused of, and the transition phase that occurred when Activision slash Blizzard became Activision Blizzard slash Activision Blizzard King slash King Lizard Vision is exactly the time when Blizzard started to pivot and started to change, started to alter into something that was more like Activision. I think perhaps they hoped that the the feed would go both ways, that the... That the vibes at blizzard might dilute the toxic toxicity of activision but evidently that isn't the case that's not to say that blizzard didn't have problems before Mm. but i think there is definitely you can point to a moment you can point to a couple of blizzcons where you're like oh yeah blizzard's not that great anymore Blizzard's not what they once were. Hmm. And there's one man responsible for that. That's Bobby Kotick. Not anyone else. And he gets fucking $100 million bonuses every fucking year. Every other fucking year. Like, he has to go. He has to go. Yeah. I don't think that'll happen unless there's some big backlash from investors or something like that and um at this stage like i don't see that happening let me have a look at the activision blizzard stock like Uh, i mean it's dropped a little bit not enough the the last couple of days enough for him to issue an apology but not enough for him to yeah i mean it's gone back up the last week so um and, and it's not yeah, I mean, you look at, I don't know, 2016 when it was $30 a share. It's up to, I mean, it was up to 100 at the start of this year, uh, over 100 So that dude ain't going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's making people money. Yeah. Um, 
unless something comes out personally about him then then uh that's where that'll go but uh so in in Jalen Brack's um place they've replaced him with two other people so I guess we'll have to see what happens there and whether or not they um end up doing some big sweeping changes in the uh culture at that place because it's very much needed yeah all right Let's keep going here. We've got an update on PAX Australia 2021. It has been postponed slash, I guess, cancelled because it's not come out in 2021 anymore. Uh, they're looking at doing a digital event sometime next year. And um, that's pretty much all we know at this point. I mean, is this surprising to you at all? It's not surprising. I think it, what's surprising to me is how long it took for them to announce it. It's not yeah. surprising that it happened, considering the current state of affairs. That said, I can totally understand why it'd be really fucking gutting to a lot of fucking people. Uh, I know a lot of people are fucking holding on to PAX as their sort of lighthouse in the dark. Hmm. Uh, and it has been snatched away. And I think uh, at the end of this year, we all probably could have used an opportunity to hang out and catch up with with friends with a similar interest would have been pretty cool with you mm -hmm. back in the country i believe nate was actually going to go down okay again. first time ever second time he's been he was he was there PUBG year oh uh, yeah yeah that's right um but yeah i believe he was going to go down i know johnny bravo had tickets booked already uh yeah. like lots and lots of people I had like accommodation and shit booked. I know other people had their their tickets bought and stuff. It would mm -hmm. have been good. Uh, I had a really good time last time I went. So uh, yeah, it's gutting, but um, it had to happen. There's absolutely zero question that it had to happen. Yeah, um, I think the slow rollout of the vaccine is the killer. I mean, that's the the main cause of this, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, they're, I think they're doing they're doing PAX's I think there's a PAX next month, right? PAX West. Um I don't think that one's being cancelled yet. Right. Maybe it is. I don't know. The don't last I heard show. is that they were they were doing it still, uh, but you needed to show like proof of vaccination and that sort of stuff. Mm. Um so I mean it says here it's still happening. And um I mean that's just not possible in Australia where they've only just started rolling out vaccinations properly yeah yeah okay next up we've got unity to acquire parsec for 320 million dollars uh so unity obviously the uh company that makes video game engines and parsec if i recall um work on a technology for like remote streaming video games Is that, have i got this together this is all i know judging from the headline you put in here i gave you fucking loads mate i gave you fucking loads to go off uh that is correct <laughs> you are correct on all accounts um yeah just thought this was pretty interesting uh we uh i've been you know a big fan of parsec uh since i believe we were one of the first to fucking discover it like i'm, I'm pretty sure parsec thanked us for talking up their technology yeah. way back Do we when get a first day Hey? Oh yeah, we should. I'll ask him. I'll hit him up. Uh, just just one million. I'm not greedy. Just one. Yeah, I'm not greedy. <laughs> one million each. Um, seems fair. Um, 
but yeah, we've been fans of Parsec, uh, sort of tracking along what they've been up to ever since uh, being acquired by Uni. I think it's a really interesting, um, I guess, pivot for for what Parsec will be used for. I don't know if it's going to impact the day-to-day of Parsec too much, but I do think it'll be really interesting to see the technology uh, sort of uh, folded in to what Unity does. Uh, either, I don't think it'll be used as a fucking uh, game design or a, a play tool, but more as a, a collaborative design tool which I just think, I think is a really interesting um, application of some pretty interesting technology. Like like Ubisoft uses Parsec to demo games from uh, around the world, which is pretty cool um, when it works. Um, yeah, like it's just a, it's a cool technology. It continues mm-hmm. to work pretty well. Uh, have used it to, yeah, play catch cult games over the internet. I think it works well. Um, yep. So yeah, good on them. Well done. What, what do you think they do with this? Do like do they integrate it into Unity, or is this just this Unity you know, just buying something? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd, like as a as a design tool for teams to work together on something. I think it's it's got a lot of potential from that perspective. So maybe it's right. it's for that. That's the angle that they're going for. But I. Honestly, don't know. Like, you don't think they roll the technology into Unity as like a multiplayer sort of function? I don't. So, I just. I don't see how that. I don't know that it would work because Parsec requires a lot of the host computer. So I don't know if it's something they'd be necessarily comfortable with putting into Unity because Unity is pretty lightweight a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, next story we've got here, Embracer Group. Um, People might be familiar with this one. They have been buying all sorts of stuff. I think the last big one that sort of we talked about was Gearbox, right? Um, They have picked up a bunch of other independent studios, eight of them, in fact. Uh, There's a big list here. Israel Mobile Publisher, Crazy Labs, Danish Studio Ghost Ship Games, Ghost Ship Game. I'm trying to think of what they made. It's something we've played. I'm pretty sure it's something we've played. Uh, they've done like Deep Rock, Deep Rock Galactic. It looks like um, cool, or at least worked worked with the team on that. Uh, we've also got uh, Hunt Down developer Easy Trigger, Amsterdam-based Force Field, Road Ninety Six developer uh, DigiX, DigiX Art, DigiX Art. Digixart, um, Road 96 we talked about a few weeks ago. Uh, Ghost Runners Slipgate Ironworks. Ghost Runners is a game that uh, we both also talked about on here before. You uh, loved it. Yeah, Viking Gear Studio Grimfrost. And the last one on here, the big one, 3D Realms. Um, Got to get that Duke Nukem money, I guess. And, uh, you know, big... I don't know, man. Like, they're, they're picking up <laughs> they're just going all in on video games at this point. Yeah, like, there's no making, one going to uh, be left. Making acquisitions. Yep. So, um, that's a that's a group to look out for. They're going to be pumping all sorts of games out in the near future. They're all in on this. It looks like. Do you think they uh, 
remain independent or do you think they get them to work together on something or a few somethings mm. I think it I think this is more of a just like like they make their own things and they're yep. just going to be publishing it it, it seems it, it seems strange to just pick up a bunch of these studios and be like all right now you make an Assassin's Creed like right. style game where we've got eight studios working on this one game good luck um, it seems more like a, a thing where you jump in you go alright these games that you've made I think they're pretty cool you kind of keep doing what you're doing and we'll support you and give you a bunch of money and go from there um, That that's what I next thing I you know do. they're trying to get us to buy the Embracer Pass yeah I mean, wouldn't surprise me. The you know Netflix style pass. Yeah, they've got enough games. Uh, all right, next up we got Idris Elba has been cast as Knuckles in Sonic Two. Perfect, flawless casting. <laughs> Does he not? He, he doesn't say no anymore. I feel like. <laughs> well, like it's genius. It's perfection. Uh, did you watch Suicide Squad? I did. Yeah, I went to. Um, did I went to? I went to the cinema to watch this. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, me too, wink. Uh, anyway, uh, no, I've, I know I know a person who has access to a HBO Max uh, subscription. Was it me? Uh, no, you wouldn't fucking hand over your details, so... Uh, I, I'd already cancelled it, that's right. <laughs> how convenient. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, watched, uh, watched Suicide I thought he was fucking phenomenal. He was amazing. The bit at the you start... You know what I find is weird? Go is that isn't he the same type of character as was it Deadshot in yep. in the Suicide Squad but also there's like another character in the same thing that does the same thing that he does but there was also it's like it's like they yeah. can't think of they make a superpower. joke about it they make a joke know, about it it's fantastic when they're introducing John Cena John Cena's I know character a, I get it but, but it's like it's fantastic how many of these guys are there? Clearly too many. Clearly it's a common fucking trope in comic books. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Idris anyway. as Knuckles, do you reckon they make him do an American accent or does he get to do his English accent? Has he ever done an American accent? Does he? Uh, is it in his contract that he's not allowed to? The TV show that made him famous, The yeah. Wire... He oh. definitely did an American accent in that. Uh, Not Luther? No, he did the wire way before Luther. Okay. Um, mm. Yeah. And when he was on The Office, uh, he was saying that uh, he asked the producer, he, he said he'd, he'd come on, but he really wanted to just do his English accent. And then they got to the first day of shooting and they're like, oh, can you do an American accent instead? Which is pretty entertaining because he was yep. already in too deep at that point but he's amazing on the office that reminds me of have you watched the movies that made us uh, on netflix yes 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 i have I uh, have you watched the the latest season the jurassic N park no i put it back on my list because i saw it pop up yep. again being like hey there's new episodes so well, sam neil they got sam neil for this one okay which is fantastic nice. but the best part is that uh is that they were like, oh, yeah, no, you don't have to do an American accent. And then he got there and 
uh, he was doing his Kiwi accent, and they're like, oh, could you do an American accent? And then he did the American accent. And then they're like, oh, could you do something halfway in between? And so Sam Neill's like, now, ever since, people are like, Sam Neill can't do an American accent. <laughs> but he thinks, he claims he can do a fantastic American accent. And he right. got swad. Anyway. Uh, do, you, do, you th- fantastic. do you think they recast Tales then? Was was Tales in yeah. the movie? Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah. At the end, that. there's like a stinger. Wow. Right. Um, and Tails is in the end of that. And it is, according to this, it, it's a, a, a lady that is a, a voice actress. Right. What's her name? Tyra? Colleen O. Shorganessi. Shorganessi. Classic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like at this point, because obviously the film did really well, right? Yep. And it was critically and it made, I guess it made money. Um, so do you recast Tales at this point as someone else? Like who, who is Tales for you? Uh, is it John Cena? Shauna O'Shaughnessy <laughs> sounds good enough to me. Who cares about fucking Tales? Who gives a fuck about Tales? <laughs> I've, I've watched a video of a guy just drowning tails before yeah because you get tails to drown in sonic 2 <laughs> uh fuck tails knuckles on the other hand amazing uh but yeah there okay great and news. the yeah that's there you go uh last piece we got here is dr disrespect is making a game studio or something <laughs> what, what's happening here I don't know. Oh, fucking Dr. Disrespect is making a game studio or something. He's like, oh, I'm going to get mega influencers to make the game of their dreams and okay. all this yep. shit. Fucking hilarious. So, uh, this is a, uh, a money scam then. Like, it sure smells like one. Dr. Dis- uh, in partnership with Doom, sorry, Boom TV. Boom uh, TV. Dr. Dr. Disrespect is. Um, is kicking off and uh, and ideating a triple A gaming studio, sorry, double A slash triple A gaming studio, uh, with a unique twist in that it will forge partnerships with mega influencers, work mm. working closely with them to make their dream gaming title, uh, and as a result, they're looking for a studio head. They haven't yet found a studio head. Jalen Brack has a... He's free. <laughs> Oof. Well, I mean, why not? It'd go well with the guy who got kicked out of E3 for fucking filming people pissing. May as well. You want to fucking... Oh, well, our gaming studios have too much frat boy culture. Uh, sounds like a challenge, says Dr. Disrespect. Sounds like a challenge that only the two-time world champion is up to. Uh, and uh, he's going to get to it. Uh, phenomenal. You can apply via a Google form, which hilarious. Uh, could you imagine being an experienced game studio lead? If you have built and run a gaming studio or publishing arm, 
Understand what it's like to hire, lead, motivate, and support a team of gaming artists, designers, and developers. Love trying new and upcoming platforms and tech. Can talk hours about core gaming loops, meta, and are not afraid to dabble in data. Then this might be the role for you. Hmm. All right, cool, fair enough. So that person, you know, they just come off their last big, uh, big job working at Blizzard, and they're like, you know what? I'm gonna go answer to Doctor Disrespect. That is the gig for me. You would, you wouldn't fire your headhunter. You would headhunt your headhunter if they put you up for this fucking role. You would literally attempt to take their head off and shrink it down in a jar and give it to their wife. That is exactly what would happen. Because holy fuck, what a fucking nightmare. Uh, anyway, I just thought it was funny. Yeah. How how long does this last? Uh, I think it might already be dead, but uh, <laughs> I don't know that we'll ever hear anything else from it again. Yeah, unless they guess. try to drum up some more investors or something like that. Yeah, we'll um, we'll hear about it every fourteen months when they're trying to get another fucking series of funding uh, for <laughs> their Star Citizen esque scam and then uh yeah it'll go quiet again until it never comes out yeah uh honestly is it a battle royale it has to be right that's i mean you'd have to imagine that's the only thing it could be um all right there you go that's the news of the week that is a lot going on um we got any questions to go through we do not Easy. Good stuff. Um, what about plugs? You want to plug anything for this week you've been working oh, yeah. on? Or oh, anything yeah. you've seen? Get an e-bike. No, um, I've been <laughs> reading this thing called... Uh, oh, what the fuck is it called? Um, there is no anti-memetics division. Mm. Uh, which is uh, based on a bunch... Well, it's sort of like it's an ebook that you can buy i only buy things with e at the front of them now i only watch esports uh read ebooks uh ride e-bikes e-cigarettes you're on that no (laughs) i am not um but yeah uh it's uh so the book if you were to buy it oh there's a hardcover version uh is um is basically a collection of scp uh, short fiction SCP being that spooky pasta shit that I uh, love the video games of, uh, including SCP Secret Laboratory, which I play too much of. Um, and yeah, like this is some of the best fucking like most mind warping shit. SCP basically is is like uh, controls uh foundation type thing whatever the fuck it's called in in control in scp it's called the foundation um and they go around and collect uh objects of power uh like the x-files type weird shit supernatural or they contain monsters of uh of inordinate power uh anti-memetics division is difficult to explain but a, a meme in the uh more traditional sense a meme is an idea um and an anti-meme is an idea that doesn't exist uh that can't exist and so the anti-memetics division goes after these artifacts 
these objects of power that have anti-mimetic properties which sort of erase themselves from your mind uh they warp reality in that sense and so it's uh it's about hunting down a uh a bunch of or a bunch of these monsters that uh don't exist in your mind and how someone would go about hunting down something that can't that you can't remember they can't ever remember that like as soon as you have learned about it you forget about it type thing and it's fucking it's a great read it's totally worth checking out um i've been devouring it it's like yeah really fucking can't put it down type stuff really good idea um so yeah heartily recommend it awesome. there is no anti-memetics division yeah cool there you yeah. go what do you i got? don't have anything nothing all right I'd, good one i'm in a fucking room for the next i don't know what's going on outside um there you go that's the podcast you can find us on itunes android windows store spotify youtube all the places you podcast from or you can you, know, you can find us on the gap or the jab podcast uh please rate and review the show if you have a moment it helps other people find us you can find us on facebook.com slash ga podcast twitter.com slash ga podcast the ga podcast.com slash youtube our backlog of videos got for that because i haven't had pc for a while um you can also find us on discord the gapodcast.com slash discord you can jump in there uh talk about all sorts of things what you're cooking got a food channel going up there at the moment food channel going good yeah people playing um uh hell let loose like big big contingent of hell let loose players maybe too many maybe too many people it looked like there was a lot loose at once (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nah, yeah. the more the merrier. We'll just we'll just separate it out into different channels next time because it was too much. It was basically like everyone who doesn't play squad lead all the time got a taste oh. of what it's like to play squad lead because people are always fucking talking, uh, and you don't necessarily care about what the fuck they're talking about. Um, so we might split it out into two different teams next time just to sort of um, give that a little bit of um, breathing room, hmm. but. I wish I, I wish Discord had some way to quick switch so that you could quick switch to a, a squad channel or something like that. Maybe there's know. a button. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe there's a button. Um, all right. And you can also uh, go to our website, thegapodcast.com. Uh, you can check out all those links that we just talked about. They're all on there. You can check out past episodes of the show, all sorts of... Uh, features that we got going on. Joe put up a Hell Let Loose video a few weeks back. You can go have a look at that one. Uh, and that is all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast, become a recurring member, uh, help pay the bills for the website, keeps the podcast going. So thank you to everyone that does that. Thank you so month. much. We really appreciate you. your support. And that is it. Uh, where can people find you? on the internet Joby Jojo on Twitter uh, I haven't been tweeting all that much I think the whole lockdown thing is sort of getting to me a little bit uh, I don't know why it's only been I don't know infinity time um, yeah. yeah that's about all that is just find me on the hit me up on Discord I think 
is the best way to find me at this point. I have much more yep. fun chatting with people about fucking fish, or at least reading about fish. I don't have anything to say about fucking fish. Uh, <laughs> Not but... yet. You might. <laughs> Are they e fish? <laughs> <laughs> e fish, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you do it. <laughs> I, I think that's a thing. <laughs> An e fish. That yeah. sounds dangerous. It sounds like you would electrocute yourself. Uh, I mean, I don't like. It's probably running off a small battery. It's not going to do much damage. Oh, just like. just a little electrocution. Yeah, tiny electric shock. Sure, you're good. Um, you can find me at Luke Laurie on the internet somewhere, wherever you go. I'm sure they'll be there. That is it for this week. Um, next week, I'm not sure what we're talking. More back for blood, I think. Uh, hopefully, we can get a yep. chance to play a bit of that as as a group. Um, yep. Jack difficulty up. Go smash yeah. some zombies. And um, a few other games I've got downloaded. I will be checking them out. But uh, anyway, thanks everyone for listening. And we'll catch you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.